Well, hello everyone. Today is a great day. So I think it's a rainy day. I'm not sure if it's rainy where you're at, but today we have a great community resource here on the Accessibility Corner. And just before I go any further, this resource is on our website, which is www.theaccessibilitycorner.com. And today we're going to be talking to Mr. Carlos Saliz from the Central San Vicente Health Clinic or Center. And we're going to be talking in, about an event they're going to have in September, which is pretty neat. It was on our flyer. The flyer was on our post. Mr. Salif, thank you for doing this so much, sir. And first of all, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you, George, for having us on your podcast for today uh, on the Accessibility Corner. Um, like you say, we are a resource that we that's on the community for our community. Amen to that. Yes, sir. And uh, just a programming note, we are working on having... Uh, Las, la, fam, la Familia del, del, del Norte, they're uh, a clinic that deals with uh, mental health issues. And then we're also, uh, Miss Bonnie Perez, she was going to be on our show this this time, but she was, she got sick from, you know what, and but she's doing great. That's great. So she's going to be, she's the director for the PIN project, and she's going to be scheduled in two weeks. So anyways, before we go any further, Mr. Um, Salis, can you just tell people just a quick background on yourself? So um, I'm born and raised here in El Paso, Texas. Um, part of my childhood I did, uh, grew up in Juarez across the border. Um, I've been working for the community over the last couple of years. I'm a big LGBTQI um, activist. I was part of El Paso Sun City Pride for 12 years. I also sat on the board of directors for Border AIDS Partnership here in El Paso, Texas, which is a nonprofit organization that has raised thousands and thousands of dollars for different agencies, not only in El Paso, but also Las Cruces and Ciudad Juarez. And now my current role is that I'm the dental office manager for Centro San Vicente, which is a nonprofit organization here in El Paso, which is also a federal qualified health center, um, meaning that we get a lot of our funds from federal and state um, government. And I, I've seen you on Facebook for a while, Mr. Salis, and I'm, you, yeah, he is right, folks. He does a lot of stuff from the community. That's why when he says yes, he would do the show. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, cool. I did one of those party dances. Yeah, all right. Because, <laughs> you know, you get some people that, that are recognized to be on the show, and that's what we want to do here. We want to be community resources for those with and without disabilities because a lot of our segments uh, in, our, in our population, as you know, Mr. Salis, are underserved, the homeless shelters, or the homeless community especially, uh, people's disabilities. I mean, you just name it. You go check, 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 check. Right. So we're going to do, um, and ask Mr. Salis if I could do this. We're going to play a video. It, it kind of gives uh, um, the mission of what the San Vicente is doing. So I'm going to go ahead and play that video. Okay, Mr. Salis? We go right ahead. Okay. My name is Jose Luna Jr. I am a physician. I've been practicing medicine for over 30 years. I am currently the CEO of Centro San Vicente. It's a one-stop shop. So we have anything here from your primary care doctor to a laboratory to a dental facility, a pharmacy. We have satellite clinics to offer those services to patients throughout our city. We serve the homeless population in the community, free services, laboratory, medication. We're here to serve any individual who walks through our door, whether or not they're insured, uninsured. Legal status is not an issue for us. Gender is not an issue for us. Religion is not an issue for us. 
Our primary concern is to help those without insurance. Our mission is to advocate for social justice. Almost 70% of the patients that we serve are too poor to qualify for any type of healthcare exchange. Just the fact that you do not have health insurance increases your risk of dying prematurely by 25%. Some of the specialties that we have here in the clinic that aid for our patients' care is, is dental. I believe our team provides, you know, compassionate care to individuals who may not otherwise get these services. We also want to be a center of excellence to help provide quality health care for our LGBTQ community. There are several areas in town that are so underserved. And the, the patients, because of their language, the, the cultural barriers, go without care. And so many of them still go to Juarez. I want us to be in a position that we do not have to go across the border, that we can provide health care to everybody right here in our city. It's important to fight for your rights because I believe that health care is a human right and not a privilege. We are the only industrialized country in the whole world that does not provide health care to all of its citizens. We must have some form of universal care in this country to provide health care to all of us on an equal basis. I have access to go to any automobile uh, dealer and buy the most expensive car, but I have access to it, but do I actually have the funds to purchase it? So there is a difference between having access and actually being able to pay for your health care. I serve, and by serving, as long as we have air to breathe, we will continue to provide care to these patients. And we're back. So yes, that, as you know, this clinic... Um, Mr. Sally, is, is very important because I found out through this, this clinic to my, my dear, and, and that's just things that people really need to know what's out there in case they don't have um, insurance or they're, they're scared of their legal status because I see that a lot. I mean, it's, it's a very unfortunate and, and, you know, they have to go without health care. But anywho, let's go ahead and talk about your uh, event on the 24th. Uh, so this is the first annual, this is the first time you're going to do this event? Yes, this is the first um, time that Centro San Vicente is doing this type of a fundraiser. Um, as you all know, and I mentioned before, we are a nonprofit organization. Um, a lot of our funding does come from the federal and state governments and also from local government as well. But the most, the majority of our funds do come by private donations and people by our community. Our goal this year, because it's our first year, we want to kind of expose ourselves to the community mm -hmm. that we're here for them. Um, so it's more of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm sorry. Um, That's okay. It's just to showcase our our facility. We are doing, it's called building the community because we want to bring the community together. It's going to be a, cyc a cyclist and fun walk. Um, it's not a competitive walk or cycling. It's just for the community to come together, do some physical activities, um, it's going to be at Escalante Park on September 24 from 8 in the morning to 12. We're also going to have a small little mini health fair from different agencies in the city, along with our different departments that we have at Centro San Vicente. Now, let me ask you one question. I saw the fee 
Uh, is it twenty five dollars? I forgot. I saw real quick, but you didn't. Yes, it is. Um, I'm sorry if I'm looking down. I have my notes. Here. No, that's no, okay. It is twenty five dollars per person. Uh, for teams of four, um, it's going to be sixty dollars. And if you have more than four members on your team, after the sixty dollars, each additional member would pay only five dollars um, to participate. Is it? And then how long is the is the walk? Is it must just you know must middles? It's it's just around the lake. Uh, for the walk, it's going to be uh, along the lake. A lake near the it goes around the the main part of the road, and then it goes towards like where the golf course is, and then by the fire department where they do their trainings, and then it ends by the pool area. That's and then a long the cycle, <laughs> it's it's it seems long, but it's not. And then it's no, just I'm just saying it's a good walk. With somebody in my in my shape, so <laughs> I have a hard time walking to the kitchen. But anyways, go ahead. Sir. <laughs> it's an easy walk. <laughs> and then the, for the cycling, it's gonna be around the road, and okay. I believe it's gonna go ahead around where like Western Playland used to be, and then back to where the pool area is. So it's a very simple, very easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a family uh, event. You could take your pets as well. We are encouraging people to dress up if you're going in teams, like. Show some pride, show spirit. I mean, come on, this is this is about you guys. It's about the community. Exactly. And of course, we're trying to raise twenty five thousand dollars is our goal for this year, being our first year. Um, I know with the community um, out there, we're gonna be able to exceed those twenty five thousands and maybe go into forty thousands. But our goal for this year is twenty five thousand dollars, and we're also gonna be selling some paletas in. You know, El Paso, even though it's kind of the fall weather already, El Paso's weather is always hot. So we have hmm. paletas, and we're planning on selling some hot dogs as well. Oh, I'm just going for the hot dogs. I'm telling you straight out right now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. fine. But I'm going to tell you, um, <laughs> what, um, Mr. Sotheby's, what do you see is the biggest... Um, I want to say challenge, but barrier regarding the, the outreach. When it comes to outreach for... For organizations like yourself, what do you see? Is it just a lack of media exposure, or is it just because the word of mouth is great, right? The word of mouth is great, but by the time it goes around the circle, you know that that's the thing. But I think events like this help, right, in outreach. It does. Doing being out there and exposing ourselves to the community, it's a great way for us to to make a presence in our community. And you're absolutely correct. A lot of people don't know that we even exist. Um, even though Centro San Vicente has been around since 1984. So it's oh, been wow. around almost for 40 years. And people still don't know about us. Or they're afraid because of their legal status. Um, I'm very honored to be working for this agency. Um, giving back to the community. We don't judge. It's a judge-free zone. Um so doing this event is going to help us to put ourselves out there. Um, being able to communicate with the media as well is going to help us a whole lot for for us to be out there and people to know that we exist so they exactly. can come in and get some help. Um, like Dr. Luna said on the video, um, unfortunately, we live in a city where a lot of people are uninsured and some mm. people cannot even afford insurance even if they wanted to through their workplace. Um, I know I couldn't afford it because it was too expensive. Sometimes you're, either you pay for your insurance or or you pay rent. 
Yep. That's how bad things are. So knowing that you could go to Centro San Vicente, apply for a discount, be able to be seen, even if you don't have money, there's always a way for you to be seen. And so what's the process? So when someone goes in, it's just a process of registering, registering, I can't say that word, getting on the system. And, and then once you get in the system, is that what kind of evaluates your situation, like income wise, if you're working and whatnot? Correct. So basically you just go with your ID. Um, and then you go from there, you get registered. Um, if you have insurance, that's amazing. That's awesome. We will, will still see you. Um, but I always recommend people to apply for the discount. Even if you register with some incentive, it doesn't mean that you, you're going to get the discount right away because some people do have insurances and they would just rather use the insurance but still register. Go through the process of trying to see if you qualify for the discount. Um, and I'm talking about my department in, in dental. A lot of people have dental insurance, but let's be realistic. Dental is very expensive. $2,100, $2,500 a year is not may not cover the whole treatment. So mm-hmm. take advantage and try to see if you get for the discount. That way, whatever your insurance doesn't cover, you pay at, at a discounted price. I think that's why those, if you, if you, you know, you know, as being from this area, people who are listening that are from this area, you know, a lot of people going to Quadras for the dental because it's cheaper over there. That's the reason why. It's so expensive. I mean, so expensive. It is. It's ridiculous. I'm like, my think my tia has some job for I think it was a root canal like four thousand dollars. Like, dang, that's a lot of money for for a root canal. But I'll, I guess they have to do it, right? I mean, what can you do for you now? I, for you at your facility, do you have um? <clears throat> this is a question somebody asked me this morning uh, to the messenger. Does um, do they have uh, physicians or is it like like you? Do you have a dentist there or how how does there are they students or no no um. Central Health Center, we have doctors, we have nurse practitioners, uh, we have nurses. Um, in the dental, we do have, uh, currently we have two dentists, and we have dental assistants and two hygienists. Okay. So we are covered. We do have professionals. Um, the great part is we are partnering with Texas Tech um, by the end of next year. Um, to start getting some of their students who are going to be starting doing the clinicals in the dental school go to our our facility to do their services. Oh, wow. Cool. All right. So That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting the community together. Yeah, there you go. There's buildings. Yeah, yeah. So, and I was looking at the website earlier. I didn't realize that there was only one, one facility, but there's actually there's three of them? We have, so our main clinic is... Uh, on Alameda, which is 8061 Alameda Avenue, uh, maybe like a block away from Yarborough and Alameda. Okay. And then we have our second location, which is at San Elisario, um, which is 13017 Perico Road, San Elisario, Texas, 79849. Um, that's general practice. We don't, the only place that we have dental is at the Alameda location. Okay. okay. And then we have the Pebble Hills Clinic which is one of the newest additions that they had. And to be honest with you, I believe that started as a prep clinic, um, which is medication for to avoid to contacting HIV. But it's also a family practice building now as well. And they do most of their LGBTQI services from Pebble Hills. 
And the address for Pebble Hills is 10780 Pebble Hills, Suite G1. And then we have um, the third area, which is not a clinic clinic, but we do provide services for the homeless at the Opportunity Center on Myrtle. You know what? One thing I want to tell you about the, uh, the homeless uh, community there, Mr. Sally, you, you know this. I'm just telling those who don't know. I one time met a, a man when I was living, when I was single before I got married, and um, so one day I was outside uh, waiting from for the my bus to pick me up to go to work, and I'm standing there and some some guy just comes out walking to me real nice man and we're just talking talking talking, and all of a sudden when he left, I heard someone like like walk, walking real fast towards towards me and I can't see so I'm like oh what's going on, and it was a, a soldier he told me I'm whatever whatever because hey, was that man bothering you mate. No way. He was, oh, he was a homeless guy. But what I'm trying to say is, we take things for granted, like, you know, food and, like, health care. And uh, the reason I'm saying is because, uh, just to bring more context to the homeless uh, population, he waited, Mr. Sally, to the, you know, to the, the o- OAC, the, the OC, I'm sorry, Occupation mm-hmm. Center. He waited for, like, he was telling me, like, four or five months for his glasses and uh, glucose to take his blood, you know, for diabetes. He got it. <laughs> the same night, they beat him up, broke his ribs. He was in UMC, and they stole his stuff. And I'm like, wow, all that time, Porosito, he waited. So this kind of stuff is very crucial. Funding, folks, help him out. Because, you know, this kind of funding really helps people that, okay, we take, like you said, you know, we take things for granted. You know, we have this, we have that. But those who don't, you know, this is a great opportunity to come back and, Contribute back to something like San Vicente. And, and you know, 25,000 folks, come on. We could do it. We could do it. 25, 20, you know, $25, $60. Uh, even if you just go for a stroll, pay $25. Uh, and I probably even mentioned the prices. So this ain't me and my wife go. That's $50? Correct. So, which is not bad. I mean, it's a good walk. Eh? And you're giving into a good organization that really provides services to the community. And, so one more thing before I let you go, uh, Mr. Salius, and I've been always been interested to ask someone in the in the healthcare industry, um, kind of a little bit off top off topic, but um, I guess people are going to ask the same question when they go to a clinic, any clinic. Uh, what's the protocol when it comes to COVID? Like so we do with- have um, we do have um, screeners at the front of the clinic. Uh, they will take your temperature. Um, we do require masks. Um, I know it's not mandated, but for us in our clinic, we do require everybody that walks into our property to wear masks. Our doctors, our providers, they actually wear two masks. They wear the N95 masks, plus they wear the surgical mask whenever they're with patients. Um, We're trying to take all the precautions in the world just to make sure that we keep our community um, safe as well as ourselves and our families. Um, we stayed, we kind of started stayed open during the whole main part of the pandemic. Um, we were doing triage for COVID patients. We still do triage for COVID patients. For my department for dental, if you feel sick and you have a dental appointment, we do ask for you to call us to reschedule your appointment just to make sure that you feel better and to keep our department also in good standards for us to be able to provide services for other patients as well. So it's a mutual thing that we ask from patients as well as from our providers. 
And you're watching, I'm looking at my notes right now, and I forgot to ask you this question. So let's say someone goes in and to get services. Let's, let's say a dental services, okay? Uh, infected tooth, for example. And they qualify for the discount. Um, do they have to pay the, the remaining balance right away, or is it in payments? No. Um, one thing that that I do want to go ahead and make clear and clarify, if you don't have the money to make the payment, don't worry about it. We can make payment arrangements. Uh, for me and for the rest of the agency, the well-being of our of our community is the most important part. Um, if you have a dollar to make payments towards your services, that's fine. Go ahead and give the dollar. Um, but if you don't have the money, it's not a reason for you not to go and get treated. Even more, even more reason, folks, to come out and support Sensitive because now. I did that on purpose. I know you got that. I did that on purpose to show people that how much you, you know, your agency goes back to the to community and and as those things are so crucial, folks. Dental, just even if you're diabetic, you probably know this, Mr. Sally. If you're diabetic, yes. your teeth are very important because they, you know, for your for your, to keep your nutrients and all that. So, I mean, just overall, just and you have labs there too, right, sir? We um, so we have labs. We have a pharmacy. At the Alameda location, we have x-rays, we have behavioral health, mental health, um, we have diabetes uh, classes as well. There are several classes that are, there's a department that does educational stuff for the community um, that do those kind of uh, teachings or learnings for the community. Um, I know here in the border, being Hispanics, diabetes is one of the main um, mm. chronic diseases that we have. So we do educate our community as well. Um, one thing that I ask, I'm, I'm diabetic myself. Make sure that to, to stay on your treatment. Um, if you don't have a doctor, remember we are out there, go register, get into the discount. Um, so, so you could get seen and your medication will be there as well. It's a one-stop shop like Dr. Christina Paz stated on the video. We are a one-stop shop, and it's very hard to find something like that in El Paso yes. or anywhere. Um, so why not take advantage of the resources that you do have in the community and that we're providing? You know, earlier today I saw uh, on Facebook, Mr. Salis, I saw uh, uh, someone I, I know post a, I guess it was a picture. I'm assuming because I can't see it, but it was um, her prescription. And she posted it, you know, I guess she took a picture of the, of the thing, a thousand, one, it was a, I don't know what type of medication it was, $1,622. I'm like, dang, that's a lot. I remember when I, went, I was going to get my eye drops, I went to the doctor like three months ago, and the eye drops were like 500 and something. My wife, she's like, no, you're, I'm like, I'm not lying. She's like, oh, you don't want to get them. I'm like, it's not. And I had to call the, the pharmacy and, yep, $500 for eye drops a month. You know month. what, um, George, I'm sorry to interrupt. Even with insurances, because I know when I got uh, diagnosed with diabetes, um, I had my insurance have you normally been really good with medication coverage. Mm. I was surprised though how much two of my medications for diabetes were coming out to because part of the insurance didn't want to cover most of it. So one of them was almost like seven hundred dollars for wow. like a thirty day supply. The other one was another four hundred dollars for twelve. Um, injections. 
So the importance of us being able to provide those services to our community and those discounts at a discount rate, or maybe even at no charge for medication is really important. So that's why we do ask the community to give up a Starbucks for one day and give those six, seven dollars into our organization or to any agency that's willing to go ahead and help the community. So crucial, like you said, the, the private donations, that's one of the drivers to, to the success. And what's the hours Correct. there? Currently, we're doing 8 in the morning to 5 p.m. Um, normally, the clinic would, pre-COVID, they were working from 7 in the morning to 7 p.m. Um, I'm not sure if there's any plans of moving the, changing the schedule again to how it was pre-COVID. Um, so just going to our website to summitcenter.org um, for any updates if we start seeing patients later later on as well, because we do know the importance. A lot of people also don't want to uh, leave work mm -hmm. because, of course, that's the day that sometimes a lot of companies don't pay for you to be out. So just keep your eyes open going to our website or give us a call at the clinic. Uh, for you guys to know if there's any changes on our schedules. But for now, it's Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. What's the main number there? The main number is 915-859-7545. There you go, folks. I mean, I mean, this is a really opportunity for us to get back. And like you said, the 50 bucks is for a couple is to go out and eat. For like me and my wife going out to dinner. Come on, guys. You know, give, give to the, uh, an organization that really means that we can really provide good services for those who really need it. Um, anything before, Mr. Sessions, you want to tell the community? I just remember there's always help out there. There's always resources out there for the community. Um, sometimes we have to do a little bit of homework to, to find them. But um, George uh, with the Accessibility Corner has done a great job. I've gone through the website. He lists a lot of our community resources that were out there with phone numbers. Don't be afraid to go ahead and reach out to him. Reach out to me. Anybody can go into Facebook and look me up. I'm very vocal. I'm, very, I'm an activist in the community. Um, even if it's not anything with the agency that I'm at, there's always a way that I can find out information for you, um, being an activist that I am. So there's always ask, somebody out always there. Ask, always can, can someone look for you on Facebook? Yes, I'm under Carlos Salais. Um, you can look for me. Um, I'm always doing lives, videos. I'm also part of the council at my church. So I'm always helping out the church as well. So I'm always out there in the community. One way or another, I'm... I, yeah, yeah, yeah you, are. you are. Eso sí, you are. <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> God bless you for that. And, and you know, and you. you're so right about the resources. That I, I'll tell you a quick story how I started, why I started Accessibility Corner. And, and, and there's over, what, 65 resources on there. And they're, they're up to date. It's not like old ones. But a long time ago, there was a friend of mine that had a friend that uh, his mom was blind. And of course, they called me because they think all the blind people know each other, but we don't. But anyways, and uh, so he called me, hey, my, my mom's here, and she's, you know, she doesn't want to leave. She's elderly. She didn't want to stay up. You know, we don't want her to be by herself. So I'm like, hmm. So I started calling around and calling around, and I found a, a program. I don't know if it's still around after COVID, but it's called the Senior Companion Program. 
And when I do the volunteer, a volunteer goes 20 hours a week to their home and just talks with them like a companion. You may make them a small sandwich and whatnot. And I'm like, so ever since then, I'm like, just like you said, ask, ask, ask. You never know. You might get a response like, wow, okay, there's something out there for me. So, but uh, I thank you, Ms. Sully, for coming out here or coming out. <laughs> Coming on board, <laughs> coming out here, no, not yet. So, but uh, anyways, um, well, I'm gonna ask you one more thing. When it comes to, is there like when you sign up, do you have to go in or can you call in or you have to go into sign in to sign up? For signing up, um, George, I don't know if you can put um the flyer that I sent to you on Messenger. Okay. Um, it has a QR. It has a QR um code. Code. Okay. Um, for them, for people to go ahead and scan it with their phones, and it will take them directly to the link for you to to sign in. Really? All right. Yes. Cool. See, what I'm going to do is put the, the the flyer back on the, on this post on this on this show on the comments, so people oh, people can see it. And oh, that's, that's a nice thing. It's technology, right? <laughs> that's yes. a good thing. Uh, well, Mr. <laughs> Sally, I thank you not only for what you do, but what you're doing for our community, but the person that you are. And check them out, folks, on Facebook. And also remember, the uh, September twenty fourth. At what time? To what time again, sir? It's eight in the morning to twelve. Um, okay. There will be several other organizations there at the event doing a mini health fair as well. So come get to know us. Some of our departments at Centro San Vicente will have tables as well. As like my dental department will be there. Come and say hi. Yeah, and buy a hot dog. Right there, you go. Thank you, sir. I bless you. And be careful. Like I said, we're, we're working on having uh, La Familia del Norte and also the Pen Project coming soon. So, everyone, could have a good night. Be safe. Mr. Salas, thank you. Be safe, everyone. Thank you, George. Bye bye. Bye bye.